welcome back to the realm of Taconia. This is the legend that was born, the myth that was made, and the adventure that became common as commoners. I'm your dungeon master, Andy, still on sabbatical with my newborn baby, but I've come back with my older brother, Sam, you may know him as Demezio, um, to bring you guys a recap of the very first arc. Uh, this is something that we're going to start doing for those uh, who are just joining in the adventure a little bit later on uh, and give you guys a little bit of opportunity to um, catch up to speed faster. So keep an eye out for this in the future, uh, especially going forward. I think it should become a little bit more commonplace. But with that being said, Sam, would you like to say hi? Hey guys, it is Sam, not returning as Demezio. I will be a helping with the play-by-play -play of the recap <laughs> with my handy-dandy <laughs> notebook. Because so. as we all know, Sam is the note-taker of the group. <laughs> and now you're going to see either how great they are or how sporadic and random they are. <laughs> and Let me you... lay my notebook out for all to see. And I get to bring up my notes about the, the story arc, where it went, and what the oh, fuck man. happened. So, I'd like and to hear some my... of the crazy what-ifs. Like what you planned for that we didn't do or what you had it. Like what you thought we were going to do and we, we veered off and then you had to kind of like call an audible. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool to hear if, uh, if you have it, if you remember or whatever. If it clicks, yeah. I mean, what's nice about the way I, the style that I have with DMing is it allows for a lots of gray, lots of areas of gray. So if you guys fuck with me a little bit, I can roll with it and it won't really fuck with me that much. But if something say, specific, if something specific comes up, I will I will let you know how how much it changed because um, I already know <laughs> really? one thing specific that basically changed the entire course of the campaign um, that happened way <laughs> early on. So. <laughs> it, one of those moments where I just picture you sitting there at the desk with your, like your tablet and notebook in front of you. And then all of a sudden we do something and then you literally just take your notebook and just throw it up in the air like, well, <laughs> fuck it. Here we go. I think that happened once. All, all this preparation for nothing. I, <laughs> yeah, you I, literally took your notebook and threw it on the couch behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think we broke Andy. <laughs> as much as as much as this is what we've all been wanting, then I get to the point where I'm like, oh shit, now we don't, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> this could be either really good or really bad. All right. So let's dive in. So. Arc one of campaign two, I have dubbed uh, basically the Salura arc or saving Salura or something along those lines. It served as the introduction for you guys, the introduction to the world, introduction of the party, um, bringing everybody together and brought you face to face to your recurring villain, Talasha. Mm -hmm. Snake lady. This brings us from session one to session 12 of the of the story. So, Sam, very first day, <laughs> very first session, what notes do you have? So um, I have at the very beginning, it says Arcanus campaign, which is the world, our, our uh, continent that we're playing on. Yeah. And I have very like worldly notes i feel like and because i remember you like kind of sat us down and like gave a presentation of like this is my world this is what it's like yeah it's session um, zero. I have, yeah oh yeah that's right we did do a session zero for this i forgot about that so world dash uracil that's the name of the world is uracil yeah. <laughs> continent arcanus 
and then I say that we're on the town of Sol- in the town of Solora. We get a letter from Julian, uh, which you know I know we we have, everybody in the party all got separate letters from Julian asking to meet up in this place. Now Julian is a character that we all have had ties to, unbeknownst to ourselves. Everybody in the group all had a tie to Ju- this uh, person named Julian. And we all were friends with him. And uh, when he asked us to come to the town of Salura, we all jumped on it and took off. Essentially, yeah. Um, uh, even um, no. Aldous, oh, who w- originally was your hired guard, uh, <laughs> yeah, had a tie with there. had a tie with um, Julian. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Aldous is Rob. He originally was hired by my family to be a guard for me to make sure that I came back alive, which is kind of comical being that I'm a uh, enforcer for the unofficial family of mob uh, mafia in, in uh, Andy's world. So, but I think more or less that I, I was like, a, I'm viewed as like a dignitary for my family since they're wealthy and they hired somebody else just to basically come, not so much babysit me, but, come alongside of me and make sure that I was, I had a companion, wasn't traveling alone in case I got ambushed. Yeah. Um, and as far as I'm with my notes here too, I have uh Phantasmo dash tiefling warlock, Anthony. Um, I have uh Caden divine soul sorcerer, human, Justin, and then all this human fighter, Rob, uh, let's see, Albrich dwarf wizard, Pete. So it's interesting to look back and like see all the different names that we had originally. And, you know, and even as we go through this, we'll we'll see like all the different uh, free flowing characters that have come up and pop in as we played through it all. Yeah, exactly. And who knows who will come back? (laughs) Yeah, right. You know. All right. So, yeah, I had basically my notes for this session were bring you guys together. Uh you saw the funeral of Julian, oh, yeah. the funeral procession for Julian, and you were then introduced to Bartholomew, who has the running joke of me miscall- uh, misnaming him Julian all the fucking time. Because um, a little bit of a backstory, I originally intended Bartholomew to be Julian's son, but then I was I'm like, okay. nah, Butler. Butler is better. So now in my head, I'm like, Jesus, I, <laughs> I confused oh, the both of to... them. That's funny. Yeah, so I have I have on here uh, met Julian's butler, comma Bartholomew, <laughs> at the temple, the Knicks. Uh, then down a couple lines, all in caps, Julian died with three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Um, after that, I have a description of all of the shops in Solura. <laughs> Tinker's Tavern, two bartenders, robots, Unga and Bunga, Sin Shifter, it's a whorehouse, Beefy's Burgers and Crew, owned by Bear Folk Male Strip Club, Wizardly Lizard, Ramshackle, uh, Lizard Folk, Gazi and Bunati, uh, Wizard Items, uh, Wotans, owned by Wotansen, Small Dwarf, Herb Spices, Devil's Lettuce, <laughs> Core Metal, and Andre. Mastercrafted Dwarf, Trick Weaponry, Spanky's Bear Essentials, Goliath, General Goods Store, Victor's Secrets, Roy and Wah, Magical Oddities, Ella's Emporium, Elderly Gnome, Spells, Spellbooks, Scrolls and Paper, Temple of Nyx, Shrine to All Gods, Cajuls, the Grand Priest, Wandering Plate, Tavern and Inn. And then uh, I have more, but we can, if you want to yeah. catch up on any of that, you can. No, I mean, um, All right. that was that was pretty accurate as far as every everything that was going on in the town. Yeah, um, I, dr- I drastically remember uh, 
the cramp in my finger when I was writing all that as you were describing it. <laughs> Sprinting Sorry. as you're reading. I, just, you're I reading was just up. trying to introduce you guys to the town, make it more oh, yeah. lively and, well, and stuff. I but. write I write it like that because I like all the already the amount of times that I've gone back to that very first page to see all the shops and where we want to shop at. That's why I did it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after that is when shit started hitting the fan. You had your first encounter uh, where the town itself, it, even though it's a very small town, was being attacked on all many different sides. Um, I had, I don't know Craven, why. Captain of the town guard. Yeah, which was a character that came up with on the spot because I did not, for some <laughs> reason, make a town guard captain. Um, and he turned out to be kind of important later on. But anyway, uh, yeah, you guys. So at three... So the three town entrances were all being attacked. One of them had six orcs, one of them had six nulls, and one of them had six bullywugs, which for some reason I have beef damage. I think I meant buff damage, but it says beef damage in my notes, and I don't know why it says beef damage. Uh, um, beefy, beefy damage? Like it was beefy damage? Beefy's burgers and crew? Maybe. But yeah, that's where... So at that point is where you guys started noticing the seafoam green gems on, on the on these creatures that were controlling them. Um, and I introduced the whole idea of like the magic cyanide pill, like trying to identify this oh, thing. Yeah. Like it just wasn't working. Um, and that kind of sparked the second, that kind of ended this first session, but that sparked the second session where uh, you went and talked to, well, you had a letter firstly saying, Hey, go get Peter from the fucking jail because he missed the oh, first yeah. session. Um, and he had to be, he had to be somewhere. Uh, and this is also where you found out, this is like your first introduction with an, uh, like an interrogation to figure out what the fuck was going on with the seafoam green gems. Because if you remember, Peter was under the control of this gem. Yep. And in the jail. Yep. And he it, started, to I speak. have in here too, that we got, that's right before we got Pete is when we obtained the chapter one of Julian's journal. Yep. And, uh, Learned Julian was a half tiefling, half Azamar. Incorrect. Uh, th well, that's what I wrote. I know that oh, that's not yeah. correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, but did did Julian perceive or uh, like tell people that that's what he was? Oh, gotcha. I that's what that's the only reason why I could re I would realize why I wrote that or no, not. I don't know. It wasn't um, common knowledge. So, and then I have uh, spoke to Gonzi at the Wizardly Lizard shopkeep, said to investigate the shipment that never made it to its destination, which is a throw to when we meet Leviticus first, right? Correct. This is where we meet Leviticus for the first um, time after you guys uh, catch up and start your trip out. Right. So, but there is stuff in between all that, though, too. Which I don't. I can. I can just. You want me to kind of like go through this and like if there's stuff we're skipping, I can like tell you like that. No, it's okay. Uh, I think it's better to just kind of like I don't want this to be a three-hour long thing. Oh, so I okay. think I'm just trying, I was gonna say I have a bunch of hit, pages like, here. No, I'm just trying to hit notes. like some big points. Because um, Albert found the secret attic in this point. That's what I wanted to tell you. Yeah, and he went on the fucking <laughs> rant to find the fucking basement. Which plus the one only theory reason... for looking for basement. That's what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I have a basement there now is solely to just spite Peter. Because he was looking for it for so hard. And he, <laughs> I think I went back and listened, and he didn't mess with the chandeliers at all on the side of the room. So I was like, let's do it. Um, but anyway, 
So yeah, the town was attacked again after you saved Peter, and then you went and got your I dubbed it the Kappa Quest. Um, and that's where you met on the road to Amaora outside of Solura uh, to track down this missing uh, shipment. You ran into the shipment that was destroyed and off the side of the road, and there was um, Leviticus. For those of you who don't know, he is the uh, cerulean blue-skinned red Omega Beam Lines uh, player character that I made into an NPC uh, Blood Hunter who is fantastic. He's a Simic hybrid. I love him. And it works out great. <laughs> and funny now because I think, what, two, like the last episode where I DM'd you guys, uh, or who was it? Geo said, who the hell are you to Leviticus? Yeah. And everyone was like, dude, we've known him longer than you. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was like, Damn. who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and you teamed up with him. Correct me if I'm wrong. And went down into the nearby river and found the mother kappa um we wrote in here we came up with a plan to use Caden as bait to trap the monster yep and uh, well why don't you put why don't you say what your notes were from the uh the kappa encounter um sure so middle of the, well came up with a plan to use Caden as bait to trap the monster uh i wrote in here that that's around here is where finn makes the initial comment of why it is much faster to fox it Meeting oh, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot about my notebook that. is full of quotes that we've all made. But <laughs> let's see. Um, middle of the night, two Kappa attack. Kill. We killed one, and then one retreats into the water. Followed into water and find Mama Kappa. Her babies found seafoam green gems. Helped remove a gem from its head bowl. <laughs> Mama <laughs> Kappa said she was attacked in nearby cave and gave us some treasure. Map of Afarian Republic, Sapphire Gem, worth 100 gold pieces, Magic Spellbook, Robe, and a bunch of patches. Er, robe with a bunch of patches, which Peter took um, when he left. Continue traveling towards cave. Find statue with female hunter with woods and sylvan. In, in quotes, it says, we are Nylia's children, chosen, and we guard the forest. And that's where um, we found a site. Right. Uh, we, close call with Treant. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Uh, find a cave with spiderwebs and a bunch of old treasure. Attacked by a drider and giant spiders. Almost died. Oh, yeah. Was there was, you guys found a cave <laughs> that you thought was the cave you were looking for. And it, nope, it was a trap. It was a total what? trap. Sidebar, that was supposed to be giant spider encounter. And someone had mentioned, like, please don't let driders. it be spiders or driders or something. I'm like, well, they're driders now. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know why I wrote this. But I have quicksand sneak attack. <laughs> you and guys, you I, guys were walking, and I think you stumbled into uh, oh a sneak attack quicksand. In hold quicksand. on, I think this was. Hold on, I think we're. Let me see. Where are we? Uh, the next line I have is goblins riding reptiles with gems. Okay, so <laughs> you're going. There's like several different sessions that you're just jumping from. Okay. So you you I just kind of this... covered, I think, up until session four. So, or no, up until session three, I think that was. Okay. I love my session three note. Introduce the Kappa quest line, possible lead to the monster's hideout. Mama Kappa didn't touch the, Mama Kappa didn't touch the stones, but is dying. 
from the attacks of, from her children. And she asked you to help with stuff into the Cedar oh, Grove. That's right. And then it just Forgot says that, Anthony that. awakes with to find a letter along with a coin. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. This is, I think, the first day that I did dreams, too. So this is the dream that you guys keep mentioning um, about. And, and you thought it was Talasha. No, this was this was Justin's dream. And you keep saying, like, wasn't there a dream with, like, orange-yellow serpent eyes or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, at, So this is what I told Justin. At first, darkness consumes all you see. Then a streak of purple lightning fills the void. Uh, with a flash comes a light, a vision. I'm sorry. Comes light. A vision of a cave. Like, a uh, cave-like space with two cloaked figures talking. Both shrouded in shadow. Uh, as you focus, you begin to hear a distorted male voice speak. So we have a deal then, Talasha. And the other cloaked figure turns to reveal two piercing orangish yellow serpent eyes. With a hiss, this entity laughs. It laughs echo as your vision fades. So you guys keep confusing this and the Talasha, who I described as orange yellow serpent eyes, with the Emperor. Mm. So that's what the dream specifically said. Um, because I know Justin is no longer here to tell to remind you guys, but that's that's why you keep getting confused. Interesting. So uh, I actually don't have anything about a, a sand pit trap, so that must have been off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, also, a real quick uh, note: this Kappa quest line was actually something that I took and modified from what a, when I used a to stream. Yeah, when I used to stream, it used to uh, I used it for a one shot, and <laughs> those people took the Mama Kappa back to the Salura and dressed them up as a uh, like a normal person, and basically gave all the stuff back from the lost shipment, and that was what they did. <laughs> um, That's funny. But anyway, so yeah, so after after your um, actually. Oh, here it is. No, the sand trip was session five. That's what it was. So I had uh, I had a roll table, and you guys happened to come across loose ground and quicksand. That's what it was. Hmm. After that is when you came across the um, the actual dungeon. Uh, the the actual. No, 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 no. The actual. Oh, yeah, one. that one was. All right, hang on. Let me get to that then. Let's see. Where is it? So the actual dungeon that you oh. first met Talasha. Um, but that's where the goblins were riding reptiles with gems. That was yes. out front of that. That was out front. And then it uh, there was a, a pit trap in you there. Fell into a pit of water ambushed by lizard folk. Yeah. And going further in, you there was like a... There was a wall full of fungus or something. Wall with riddle. Answer was death. <laughs> That's what my notes say. Answer Behind was the wall death. was a cavern filled with mushrooms and spores. Hold on. <laughs> Let me see if I can find out what that riddle was. Oh, here it is. Uh, yes, I remember this dungeon had two riddles. Uh, the first one was a little easier. So this one, this riddle is, I am always near, but never far. I am always around, but never seen. I am often avoided, but I always catch up. I will come when you're old and gray, or maybe even the very next day. I will come with an embrace and give you rest with a kiss on your face. But alas, I am everyone's final fate. What am I? 
That was one of my favorite riddles you've ever done, by the way. Because <laughs> it was a brain teaser. But as it goes, I'm like, oh, I think I, I think I know this. And everything you say, I'm like, yeah. I have, yeah, this, I have this, this, this. something to uh, admit. Um, I, 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 I took I think... that. <laughs> I took that from online. No, that's fine. I just, I really liked it though. Oh well, thank you. I'm like this. It was a, it was a brain teaser, made you think, but at the same time, it was easy enough for like, death. <laughs> yeah right. And then you get it quickly, you know. Um, we're not sitting there for three hours trying to pick random answers until it finally opens. And right, or like you the make... second riddle. Yeah. So this this dungeon, so this dungeon basically, its whole purpose was trying to study uh, mind control. So and like interactions of like spreading the mind control throughout many people at one time. So you had the myconids, which are a form of uh, what the hell is the word I'm looking for. Uh, so they're like, I forget the name of it, but basically they all share one mind. So it's multiple bodies, but like a hive mind. Yes, they're a hive mind. Um, and then past that, you found the tadpoles for the mind flares. And even further in, you found uh, mind flares that were being dissected along with Mike in it. So this was this whole dungeon was Talasha's setup to um, study and amplify the effects of the Seafoam Green gem that she was trying to make for uh what's the area i'm looking for for mind control um so we ran in and the wall sealed behind us i remember and then uh yep anthony stayed behind yes he did and he very i think he regretted okay. that decision okay. because i think he he wound up leaving the cave and something attacked him and then he went back in the cave and then caught up with you guys yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was specifically, but it was funny as shit. <laughs> this was the end of the session. I remember we ran in and the wall sealed behind us entered the house of spores. That's what I have in all caps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why room... I wrote house of spores. If that was the name of the, no, it was... that was the official name. That was the, uh, Mike and it farm. So I, the way I described it was a room full of mushrooms and spores everywhere. Um, as you venture into the cavern. So it's basically like. I think of the way I described it was literally like a spore farm, just like all over the place. It was not clean air. Just yeah. every time you breathe, it was breathing in spores. Um, and then after the tadpoles, you came across the second riddle. I, which I have in my book. You wrote it down, right? Because it was a very weird. It was very weird. It was a weird one. <laughs> but Rob got it like instantly. I was like, the fuck, Rob? I just read my notes here. Okay, so... You know how Rob always used to say that he was big for his age? Or Aldous? Yeah. So Aldous used to say, and still does, that he was very big for his age. Yeah. I wrote on here, mushroom people appear, Pete casts and large on Rob. Aldous is now very big for his age. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he got, he casted that to try and fight off the Mykonids. Yes. Um, okay, so the second riddle is gods are willing... Uh, Willing, but not able. Um, Are gods willing wrote, to prevent evil, but not able? And then I wrote dash, not omnipotent. Then they are not omnipotent. Are they? Oh, yeah. Are they? Uh, and then are they able, but not willing? And I wrote malevolent. Then are they and malevolent? Yeah. Both. Then whence cometh evil? Neither. Why call them gods at all? And the answer was free will. Yeah, Rob got that real quick. I was very surprised. I was like, the fuck, Rob? Yeah. Little mind reader? 
Because I, because <laughs> that was a weird one. Like that was a weird one that I like concocted and like came up with. So I was like, this is gonna be like I left gray area for you guys. But the real answer that I wanted was free will. Um, and I think I left a hint because there was like a smear was, on the wall or something. There was uh, eight. I I think we knew we knew that it was eight dashes. Two yeah. words, eight letters. Yeah, I I think that's what it was. Um, let's see. After that, this is where it was revealed that Craven had been placed under her, uh, at, under Talasha's spell because you saw Craven carry stuff into a teleporter, um, which indica- which indicated that the whole town was under her control because you guys left, and it wasn't well defended. Um, mm-hmm. and this is also where the says so we met uh Barry the Barbarian in the. He said that the town was attacked and taken over along with two bear folks. And that that's when Rob gave him the dagger, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, Barry, Barry the Barbarian, uh, oh my God. he What what was his NPC group? Um, hold on. Hang on. I have it written down somewhere. Oh, I'm pretty I, sure. I got it here. You don't have it. Uh... It might be when when we meet them again, but I know it's like it's a stampede parade. Yes, I wanted to say I I know I have it written down somewhere. I was gonna say something about the bull. You do come across them again uh, later on in this uh, in this arc. The bone guy. Uh, Actually, yeah. So there's there's Trollgar who comes up after this dungeon, and then after that you come across them again. Back at back in the home. Yeah. So let's see. What else happened? So you found her stash of seafoam green gems. You found her laboratory, uh, which indicated like all this nonsense about uh, several myconids, the different stages of seramorphosis, um, mind flares and tadpoles that were being dissected. Uh, you also found a letter from uh, you, you found a letter directed to Talasha that was signed a Um it says, Talasha, it is time for us to meet. I have been watching you for quite some time, and we have, I have a business proposition for you. Meet me at the Frosty Tips in Storm's Hold on uh, Festus 17th, 815 AV. So, and it's signed A. So do you have any guess as far as who A could be? Um. What's what's uh what's all this sister's name? Avis? No, it's not Avis. I think uh, session wait, well, 30, I... 32 or like 33. Oh, like Hyman Seer battle, big bad guy was revealed. Oh, uh, agony. Yeah. Agony. Yeah. Okay. And did you notice the frosty tips in Storm's Hole? Yep. Sure did. And this took place like uh, almost a full year prior to the start of the campaign. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so Finn was in Frosty Tips at that point. Uh, yeah. And if you recall, um, I think you guys asked. I think it came up later. So after after the fight with Tala, uh, with Ashley, Talasha's like pet. Um, so after you guys found the found this, you went to found the letter. You went into Talasha's quarters, and she sicked her Crassus State Ashley to Green Ashley. Puddle, that changed. Yeah, it was a crazy creature. Um, 
she suck she suck Ashley on you guys. Um, Actually, there's a picture of Ashley in our Discord server. There is, and I think it's also on Twitter. Um, uh, and after that battle, you guys ran back into the like the storage area where she kept all of her like private stuff, uh, like all her private treasures and things like that. And there was a portal that was opened, and you saw a masked figure grab Talasha and pull her through the portal, and Talasha grabbed Avis and threw her through the portal. Um, and you guys asked about this this dark figure, and I think um, Anthony, I I had him roll with advantage, and he remembered seeing this person at the club. Yeah. So, real quick, do you remember how we killed Ashley? I feel like it had something to do with its tongue or its nutsack or whatever, like something something with its genitalia. We fight. We almost die. Aldrich rips a patch off of robe and throws it into the oh, lizard's cool. mouth. A giant iron door appears, killing the lizard. I forgot about that one. Yep, that's <laughs> what it was. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> that was one of those moments where I was like, what the fuck, Peter? <laughs> yeah. But I also was like, okay, Give the utility cool. player a robe yeah. full of patches. That's my own fucking fault. I rolled uh, for those patches, too. I was like, what the fuck is he going to do with an iron door? Well, he found something. Um, go, yeah, and I have go behind curve and tunnel and see Talasha and Aldous's sister turned Simic hybrid now. Black sphere of death forms and begins chasing us, destroying everything. <laughs> Want to take a wild guess at what that sphere was? Uh, it was something that happened to me in Tomb of Horrors. Oh, <laughs> it was a sphere of that's, annihilation. That's hilarious. And you guys got chased uh, by that sphere of annihilation. Through that cave. Yeah, it was and, an ever-expanding one. Yeah, and it almost killed Rob. You saved him. Uh, or Aldous. Yeah. And you guys booked it out, and then the whole cave just imploded as the Sphere of Annihilation I've... impacted into the Voidstone Quarry. I forgot about the Voidstone Quarry. The mine. Yeah. This was a mine. It had a it had a quarry for mine That's, stone. I, was, I have it written down, and I didn't want to interrupt you. And So I have on here... Uh, continuing on, find a giant pit full of bodies. Next tunnel, see a minotaur leaving with an empty sack, and Craven enter with a full sack. He said, Salura, bright light flashes, and then he disappears. Sigil on ground, Demezio scratches it. Find a giant quarry where a raw stone is being mined. Find a laboratory with seven bodies in various stages of mind flare transformation. Also, two myconid bodies, all cut open in autopsies. Or is now being mined out of... Or being mined is ore stone. I think I meant to say, like, what is actually being mined is the stone, like the void stone. Yeah, um, it's the ore of void. Yeah. It's the void. I think ore. I was just. Yeah. I think I was frantically writing and then miswrote. <laughs> That's all right. Um, happens to me all the time. Yeah, and then with we, the beef damage. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, when we it says in the end, you know, barely escaped dungeon as everything collapses, self de- self destruct sequence initiated. That's what I wrote. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um, uh, and I wrote down Albert Trones the letter from A to meet the Frosty Tips. Yep, that's right. Actually, Wait, so that I oh yeah, eight fifteen has already passed. I actually have um, I actually still have like my full like uh to start combat quote that Talasha said with Ashley. So it says, "I think it's time for me to go, Ashley." Or and then I think it's time for me to go, and then she calls for Ashley. And says, a green goop comes slithering out from the darkness. Talasha kneels down and pets the green puddle, which ripples uh, with each 
with each touch. Good girl, Ashley. Be a deer and take care of them. They want to hurt mommy. As Talasha stands up, she walks away from the group and says, hurry back to mommy, Ashley. Careful. And then she looks to you and says, careful. She bites and laughs off into the distance. Uh, Talasha disappears behind a corner and the blob begins to move and ripple. Two reptilian and lanky arms burst out from the blob, each with four jet black claws. It begins to pull itself up, showing a crocodilian snout and jaw, which leads to an inflated section under its throat uh, and a line of red protruding spikes on its spine. As it continues seemingly pulling itself together, uh, the blob beneath the creature shrinks as the final parts, uh, two reptilian legs and feet and a tail spanning no less than 10 feet long uh, come out. A slight growl echoes throughout the chambers as it opens its mouth to reveal a row of countless jagged teach, teeth uh, as it belts a mighty roar comparable to that of adult, an adult T-Rex. You see a series of Omega Beam lines uh, glowing a brilliant blue glow. Damn. Yeah. Man, that, that brings me back. It brings back memories. That was only yeah. session six. Holy crap. And then after that is when chapter two in Julian's journal appeared. Yes. So after the fight um, and after the escape from the mine is when you ran into Trollgar, who uh, said that he was on his way looking for Barry. Barry. Right. And was while camping, hear someone yelling, Barry got closer. It was yep. a troll. Said Barry was a friend. Pulled bone sword from elbow. Stopped. Um all this attacked told him barry <laughs> went to crestone trollgar was troll's name said barry was part of the stampede brigade yep and then uh this is i think also where he mentioned that salura was taken over if i recall correctly i think trollgar is the one who originally told you guys that um and then you guys headed south out of the cedar grove and then swung back up and you were stopped by I think Spanky and um, I think Cajole stopped you guys on your road back into Salura and brought you over to um, the other side of the woods where you stayed for the night to rest. And then with their help, so because they had a bunch of like rebels who weren't under the effects of the Mindstone or the Seafoam Green Gem, uh, you guys banded together and set up a battle plan to retake the city of Salura. Um, there was a big you, battle. Um, huh? You did have a dream sequence in there. I don't know if you want me to go over it. I did. Hold on. Yep. Okay. Hold. <laughs> I have when... I have a tab called Trogar the Dense. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know what would be so funny? Uh huh. Is if Trollgar met Zor. It's very possible. Trollgar is still alive. So. Um. Let's see. So Demezio's dream I wrote was when I was a, I was a kid in my father in my father's study. There was a guest inside the room. Loud noise. Woken up. Came downstairs. Door was ajar. Saw Leviticus. Um, what will you, he says? What will you do now? And he father says continue to fight to stop the Simic High Brian. Leviticus has no recollection of the past. He stares at me. We have a guest. Father put me back to bed. Could not sleep that all that night. So this is where this is. I don't know if you remember this, Sam, but this is where 
I what I mentioned I earlier. Done. No, but this is where the huge drift happened with the campaign. So originally oh. with Leviticus, it was just meant to be like a one and done kind of thing. Like he was just some oh, blood. You're hunter. right. But he, you told me about this. <laughs> yeah. But he wound up. I in my head was like, what are the odds that Leviticus knows Silvio? And I'm like, yeah, probably high. So he mentioned it just purely out of coincidence when because we, when we first met, yeah, because you guys, um, because of the last name Demezio and Donato, or I'm sorry, Donato, um, and you were like, yeah, and he was like, oh, dad's a good guy, <laughs> and then you were like, how the fuck do you know my dad? Um, and then it took like I set it away for a couple sessions while I thought about it and really like got a story set in place. And then that's where arc two came into the picture. So arc two never was going to happen. Like that that's was funny. that, that whole thing was just completely like because of Leviticus and your connection with him that I just thought of off the cuff. It's insane that like literally one comma just throws everything into a spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but it, it worked out really well. But anyway, continuing with arc one. I forgot about the dream sequence. I think that was off the cuff too, because I, I wrote everybody else's. Have... Do you want me to sh- tell you those or do you not care? Yeah, sure. I don't even have those notes. So no. those must've been off the cuff. Okay. So that was my dream. All this is dream says, sees sister with blue skin. All this stabs her with a sword. She says, why'd you leave? Uh, Caden's dream, lightning bolt, flashback to Claire stone pendant in the stone that he pulled two other stones. Reunite amulet with lost siblings together. The seals will be the re-sown and peace will flourish finn's dream flashback to business bumped into a tall person in all black drunk and apologized turned around saw a figure meeting with someone with bright yellow eyes albert's dream blue tiefling uh, looked looked like finn makes deal with her has paper with blank spaces for names wrote synovia in it (laughs) that was that's phantasmo's mother yes i remember that so we were like well you made a deal with his mother Yep. Um, and I think that might have been either Albert's last session or very close to it. And then uh, I wrote up at the ne- top of the next page, Romeo was the name of Aldous's dog. He survived four winters. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings a dog into cannon. Okay. Yep. I completely um, forgot about that. Attempt to get to Salura again without mm-hmm. getting lost. And that's Locative down trees arrows was by with notes saying get out from the guardians. Yeah, that was um, in the Cedar Grove, right? Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's skip over to get back to Salura. Get, yeah, you get back to Salura. Met a Goliath in an apron with a giant axe. That was Goliath Spanky. Spanky from Spanky's Bear Essentials. And that's where you realize that Spanky is completely butt-ass naked except for an apron. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't think he originally was meant to be, and we made nope. it can. Nope, he totally was meant oh, to be. Oh, he always be. was? Yep. Um, Spanky hates pants. <laughs> it's in his description. It actually <laughs> is. He hates that's pants. <laughs> um, on here takes us to a secret base that is a tree fort in the Achelios Ak- Wilds. Yep. We meet Kajol Axelbrand, who's the Grand Priest and caretaker to the Temple of Nyx. Uh, a few days after we left town, we left town. Wait, a few days after we left the town, 
uh, it became overrun. Control was lost of control was lost of some when we destroyed the mine. So, so some people's mind control was destroyed when we destroyed the mine. Right. Uh, we know there are five Simic hybrids and five Crassus all throughout the city, and they are on you. They usually pair off. And then I have a list of the current survivors: was Cajole, Roy, Wasp, Banky, Rose, from the Healers Guild. Go to sleep, drank. Wake up, drank. Get dressed, drank. That's what I wrote in my notes. I think there was a couple days where we just were, we just said that that's what we did. Yeah, I think um, I think you guys took a couple days rest, and you were like, "I want to drink." <laughs> um and then i remember this was like an assault like we uh we had an assault on the city yeah you guys you guys had a battle plan and you attacked the city from two separate sides with spanky leading the charge yeah the spanky led the charge down in the south and you you guys led the charge in the northeast um of salura and you your plan was to meet in the middle and then go towards the northwest to clear the rest of them out um some problems happened though in the middle of that uh yep. you so you you wound up figuring out that the way i had these set up uh, a lot of the commoners that were under the spell were in the middle of the way and you had to figure out a way to get rid of them but you smartly got rid of the gems and i or i don't know if you have realized this but i have since gotten better about that and it's no longer the gems that are controlling them because <laughs> mm. delasha's technology has increased and her magic has pow- uh, her magical power mm-hmm. increased. So, um, I have here a whirlpool crassus and a flyer simic. Uh, that's a note that I have. I yeah, once it's so why. we snuck into town behind a group of guards with our fake gem necklaces. Yep. Once in the town, a crassus and simic hybrid spot us and attack. We defeat them. Wanton asks if we need help and heals us. Sneak past a herd of turns. Did you just call him Wanton? Is this, do I have his name as Wanton? Oh, maybe Woten. I think it's Woten. <laughs> I did write Wanton, but it is. I think you're right. It's Woten. Because <laughs> um, it's Wotensens is the name. <laughs> it's Whoops. It's No, his nickname is Wanton. That's what it was. Oh, okay. His so Because he's a stoner, and he smokes, and people call him Wanton. I remember That's that. That's Um... Finally got to Julian's Manor. So we snuck by the Crassus that was the Whirlpool and the Flying Simic. The hybrid. first time through. And then yes, we returned. And we were terrified. We were like, fuck, that's not good. Yeah, because I think I introduced it with, um, it was kind of like, there was the Crassus in the center. And then the uh, people were like going around it in a Whirlpool kind of thing. Yeah. And the Flying thing, whenever it sensed something was off, would pick something up and like drop it from the air. The people were dying all over yeah. the place. Uh, so we went back to Julian's Manor to look for books about this, and you—I don't know if you found anything. We found all this is Trick's sword there. Oh yeah, you did. That's right. The uh, the ridiculous weapon that definitely needed a nerf, but I decided <laughs> to. Um, Johnny's sword. Yep, which is now a, uh, a, which is now all this is a holy weapon. So all this, I guess, for people that are not haven't been listening, uh, all this gets his magic weapon, which is a sword that used to belong to a Johnny, who is a Leonin hero of years past. It is a symbol of Eroes on it, who is the god of victory, and his brother is Mogus, who is the god of slaughter. 
Yeah. And then, <laughs> and that's where you you come in because uh, Demezio worships <laughs> Mogus. Well, kind mm-hmm. of now. Um, so after that, uh... Johnny and his party yeah. were responsible for stopping Xenagos from ascending to godhood. Yep. Uh, Leviticus appears. I have. Oh yeah. Attack yeah, he, he in hybrid that weekend. Leviticus weekend. Yeah, Leviticus came from the northeast. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, northeast because you guys came from the northwest. Wait. Yeah, you guys came from the northwest, and he came from the northeast. Sorry, I think I but fucked it up earlier. But we were we were nervous of Leviticus when we first met him, and when like when this started happening, I was like getting even more like skeptical. I'm like, he is everywhere that we are, like. He, this is creepy. Like he's got to be in on it. Like there's no way that he just coincidentally <laughs> is all over the place where we are. And I mean, like since I'm not, I am not nearly as skeptical anymore. But right, I was then. But literally, all Leviticus did was you happened upon him as he was coming to do the same job from the other side of the, like from Amaura, from the other town that had the trade with uh, Gazi, and you stumbled upon him. You met up with him. You agreed to go with him. He was kind of an asshole, but he was just, it was like a likable asshole. And then after that, he went back to Amaura and then came back to Salura because that's the main like adventurer's place. And by the time he got there, like everything was gone to shit. And you guys, you guys just happened to stumble upon him because it took him so many days to like get his stuff from <laughs> Amaura and come back. And you guys just thought he was some asshole following you, like trying to kill you. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. Most of the time, my NPCs are not trying to kill you. <laughs> like, if I. <laughs> well. Okay. Well, not in most. In our of defense. Time. <laughs> I'm not going to, like. Well, okay. No, I totally. I totally <laughs> would set up an NPC to betray you guys. That's something yeah. I absolutely would do. So I don't I, blame I know. you. I was going to say, in, in our defense. I don't see it completely out of the realm of possibilities of something that you do. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, Especially with him being creepy already. Yeah. It, Although it's never the creepy ones you got to look out for. I know. It's, it's always the, the nice twig. Ones. It's it's the twig. Yeah. I was going to say it's the twig of all things. <laughs> it's the twig. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm actually looking at my notes and <laughs> I have one. I have wonton here. <laughs> As, oh, do you really? Yeah. I, have, I call him wonton in my notes. That's oh, my funny. God. Anyway, uh, so after you went back to the center of the town and you, you beat up the Whirlpool Crassus, you, you managed to beat him and the flyer. Um, and then after that, I think you guys heard about the south, and I think that's where you guys started heading southward to help. Uh, oh, yeah, we, what's yeah, his we name? fight the bat Crassus with Woten, Beefy, and Craven and Spanky. Learn from Spanky that he took out the fifth Crassus. Speak to the mayor O'Malley at Julian's Manor. The town is now freed. Yeah, so the Bat Crassus was the final Crassus that was like... Basically, this was like a pyramid scheme. So, like, the Bat Crassus was at the top controlling all the other Crassuses and Simic hybrids. And then those Simic hybrids acted as receivers... I'm sorry, the Crassus acted as receivers that mind-controlled the citizens. So, basically, it was a giant pyramid scheme. And Talasha was controlling all of them. Um, but do I have the oh, notes? I thought for sure we were going to die. This was like one of the most scared I was ever been to die. Right, because in, before that, with the Bat Crassus, you mean? 
Yes. Because because uh, we were already low on health. And Phantasmo like. and Phantasmo was under their control. Do you remember that? He casted Shatter on you guys at the start of the, uh, of the fight. I don't really. I don't think it was that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was. Oh, that's crazy. Let me let me just double check. Um, nope. That's I do remember him one. doing that, but I didn't think it was this one, this time period, or this whatever. Uh, one second. Where is this? Okay, so on the race section, uh, the party sees Craven, Spanky, Beefy, Wiltonson, and a Simic Brute. Huh. The Crassus was on the ceiling, flew down, which prompted all this to fire an arrow, which is where the session will pick up. Oh, I think you're right. Now that you're... I I really think Fantasm because Anthony had to leave early. I think you're right. So Anthony had to leave early. I think what wound up happening was Spanky. So Spanky came out of an alleyway, stole Phantasmo from you guys, and that's how you knew something was fucked up. Yeah. So he just came in, stole Phantasmo because Anthony left early and just disappeared. And the next time you saw him, he was under the control of this, like under the the gems control, and. Uh, he cast a chatter. You guys were getting fucked up by this bat crassus thing. I don't even think I have a description, do I? Of this fucking thing? I think I lost my note for it. Um let me see. Coming up is when we bought the uh after the town was free, we bought the leaf of farts and the stick of light and the two yep. turtle doves. So I lost my note apparently for what this thing looked like. I don't know where it went to, but I must have lost it. So I'm not, I'm not gonna worry about it. But basically, it was a giant bat. It was like man bat, but with omega beam lines all over it. Um, and you don't know what man bat is. You are sorely mistaken from the Batman animated. this you have missed out completely in your life from the Batman animated series yep. <laughs> from the nineties. And so after you guys saved the party, you guys had two weeks of downtime. Um, and you were informed by the mayor, uh, that your actions, uh, let's see, uh, that due to your actions, there was a celebration and a feast to be held in your honor. Um, and where you, you would be acknowledged as town heroes and noble adventurers. Um, so this is kind of where like you finally get your, your praises, the fear, the ferocious few. I think your name was, um, uh, fearsome few. That's what it was, and I think I remember having like very corny jokes for the town mayor to try and do, and the only one that clapped for him was his mom. I I distinctly remember that. <laughs> I don't know where those notes went, but I distinctly remember them. So I'm thinking it may have been like written down on a piece of paper somewhere. Um, <laughs> and. After that, this so this feast was interrupted by a carriage, which this is now the start of arc two, but this is where, um, well, the... George came in before before the feast. We met George. Logan's yeah, character. it was like the day. Cedar it was Park. like a week before the the, the feast and, started. Yeah. So, um, and then we had another dream sequence. Do you want me to write? Do you want me to tell you what the notes are for this one? I have them here. Oh no, I see the speech here. Yep, the mayor, 
yep i have all this i have all the speech for uh that corny bear um do you want me to do do the dream sequences or at all or are you good i got it so it says let's see so all this attunes to a Johnny's. so if all this attunes to a johnny's blade his dreams are as follows because during that whole fight he wasn't attuned to it i don't think <laughs> so he was lying in his hammock his eyes blinked he is oh wait no wait this is afterwards These... I have it in session 12 still. The dream sequence. I think this is after the speech, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's before. Wait, is it? Before we got. At the end of session 12 is where Barry and Trolls are why... arrive. Because he's in his hammock. So all this is in his hammock, which I don't really understand, which is making me think that it's afterwards. So I think that one may have been after. Um,. Well, it says it, for all this. It says, my, I start off by saying you see he sees the night sky and the ceiling, he sees constellations oh, of a hero's banner. I think I changed it. Yeah, that's probably what it <laughs> is because I think I thought you guys would be on the road or something, um, but then he, you guys weren't. So yeah, okay. So this is he's laying in bed. He's staring. He's staring up at the ceiling. He sees the stars and the constellations, um, which is weird because he's <laughs> inside. And then this is where the belly button dream yep, started. The constellation in, uh, known as the hero's banner begins to glow a bright red and white light. Seems as though it's getting closer and brighter, diverting his eyes. He can't help but try and sneak another peek. And as he opens them, he sees a giant hand reach out and touches him. And uh, you feel whatever this entity is uh, touch you and your vision. And for an instant, your vision and your consciousness, your soul are pulled from your body and brought high up into the air. And looking down, you see, you see an ethereal silver cord coming out of your stomach, which leads back to your uh, your camp, back to your house, um, and presumably presumably your body. So this, yeah, I remember this now. This is the bully button dream that he always talks about. Um, let's see. There were some voices that talked to him. I think it was. I think I he this, flies over the Nixian mountain range. Yep, this was Erois talking to him. Um, basically saying with a Johnny. Yeah. He was basically saying like, uh, no, but so before he meets with a Johnny and brought, as he's oh. being brought over the mountains, Eros is talking to him and says, you have been chosen to carry the mantle of a Johnny. Uh, and he says, use your anger, uh, and let it drive you towards conquering the evil of this world. And then he says, you must open the, open your eyes to the truth of this world. Uh, basically saying, stop being a fucking racist. Um, so he flies over the, he flies over, uh, he sees a couple things in the mountains. I think he sees Nykthos and a city, uh, that's like a giant nest. And then he flies over, starts descending altitude into the savage lands where he falls into basically a Johnny's lap and he, uh, he and a Johnny share, share some words. Uh, not very good words at first because a Johnny kicks him out and basically says, come back when you're ready to not be a racist. Um, and then stop being a dick. <laughs> basically, uh, he says, find me when you are ready to accept your burdens and you can let go of your ill gotten imperialistic teachings. Wow. When shit lines up like this, good Lord, <laughs> hold on. No, I don't, I don't think you realize this, Sam. So I know, I know when you just, in order for him to get his leveled up, uh, he had to acknowledge what his burden was. Right. Right. And that, but that's his, so his subclass 
is called a burden. Oh no shit! As really? as I had no idea that this is what he was going to do because this was what almost a year ago, and apparently yeah, I used the word burden, and it works so well. Like you would think <laughs> that I did this on purpose. No, That's... shit just comes out of nowhere like this sometimes. Wow. It's hilarious. And it's weird to think that this has been a year over where yeah. because we started in September um, of Jeez. last year. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was Demezio has a similar dream. So uh, except you see like the constellation, it gets brighter, all this other stuff. It is. But the constellation you see is the axe of Mogus. So this is where Mogus starts coming to the picture for you. Um, because. During the kill, the fight with the one of the Crassuses and hybrids, I went uh, black and red mode. Yeah, you went like Furyborn, which again, yeah, completely off the cuff because the way you were rage. describing yourself, it was like, well, this just seems to work. So I went mm-hmm. with it, and now look, we got another spinoff going on. <laughs> um, so you I think I remember texting you during the middle of the session, like. Can you say my eyes are glowing? <laughs> yeah, I think this would fit really good with how I'm feeling right now. And I think I added the black and red because my world has such a huge connection to magic and magic yeah. gathering. So I'm like black and red. That's totally you right now. Um, so yeah, so it's the same thing. So it glows brighter and brighter in this black and red. You divert your eyes and you look again. Uh, you are met with a menacing, imposing, and almost bestial voice, which halts your movement entirely. And it says, enjoying a taste of my power. Um, as the entity says this, you feel its power begin to course through you. Your muscles begin to shake uncontrollably. Your right hand begins to burn as if it is on fire. And you see uh, it begin to glow a brilliant red while your left hand feels cold as death as it's increased in blackness. Or I'm sorry, encased in blackness. Uh, you should be terrified, yet you can't help but feel unleashed, calm and happy. The voice says, let it consume you, embrace it, and soon you will surpass the greatest champ, the greatest of champions. And then you're <laughs> awoken to all of this coughing fit as he snapped back to reality. And I think I remember you like I described you like on all fours, like almost kneeling beneath this pressure. And yeah. then you woke up in that position. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, after that, there's that whole <clears throat> speech that. Let me. Is there anything specific? Uh. Yeah, Ronan O'Malley. Uh, today I've invited you all here to celebrate our freedom at the hands of the, those fiendish gems. The crowd is silent. Awkward pause. But not only that, I wish to introduce the heroes, uh, who helped us in our hour of need. But before that, just remember that it's an election year, and that I vow to increase our security to help with uh with the help of Craven, our captain of the guard, and we'll promise this will never happen again. So just remember Ronnie O'Malley, the mayor that cares. <laughs> and there was just an awkward silence followed by one halfling in the back clapping, uh, nervously running, uh, continues with a nervous chuckle. Uh, now it is my honor as mayor to present the heroes. Um, and then he like looks to you guys. And that's when you said, what was it? The fearsome few. Fearsome. So I have ferocious in my notes, so it's fearsome. Okay. Uh, and then you guys all take a bow, and that's when uh, what's-his-face comes back. 
Barry's crew comes back on a horse and carriage interrupting everything and they say help save Dempsey who's going through seromorphosis uh, the process of becoming first a mind flare first thing out of all this is mouth where's my dagger <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up the first story arc I mean oh we were kind of like bouncing all over the place hopefully you guys follow along but um, it's just kind of like Rob an informal also. huh I also have one in here where Rob said, like before this, it goes. Rob says he's talking to uh, George, and goes, "How does one religion? <laughs> How does one and religion?" George goes, "All right, ready, hands together now." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I just, no, I just okay. found it, and I couldn't let it go without saying that. So, but go ahead. We'll end it with that. How does one religion? Anyway. Uh, thank you guys for sticking uh, sticking with us through this. Hopefully you were able to follow it. Again, more details are always in the actual episode. So if you want to go back and listen to them, be our guest. Um, but this is more designed as a quick recap to help you guys get up to speed with some important bits of information so that you don't have to go back and listen to all 12 episodes that are each about three and a half hours long uh, on average. So that's everybody. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you all next time. Later.